Coach, it's great to have you with us. Uh, we just played some of your comments from today, the ones, uh, those comments in particular about uh, what you're going to be doing related to uh, NIL and the transfer portal. But before all that, uh, just your thoughts now on this day, the day after your 78th birthday, and knowing that your coaching days are over. Well, it's surreal, uh, but at the same point in time, uh, you have to look at, you know, what the, you know, wh- where you are in life. I turned 78 yesterday. Uh, selfishly, I could have continued and tried to coach a few more games and win a few more games, but, you know, that's what I, I, I don't need to do, and I don't need to prolong this. I wanted to make sure that my coaches had a chance to move forward and take over this situation and show what they can do. Uh, and then it gives me a chance to kind of, um, you know, focus on my mission right now, which is to try to get, try to get a voice into this transfer pool and NIL business. I mean, it's just, uh, anyway, it, it was just time. And I feel it was just, it was just time. I, it, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, it hit me a couple of weeks ago and, and it's been festering ever since. And it was just time. And it's hard to explain that uh, because mm-hmm. I've had people tell me that when the time comes, you will know it. And I said, well, heck, you know, I was 72 years old. I felt it. You know, most people say when you're 65, well, heck, my goodness, alive, I, I just keep going and keep going. And I can tell you two summers ago, uh, nah, no, nah, no. Nah. But, you know, something happened this summer. Uh, well, when the transfer portal came along in the NIL the first year, I said, I'll overcome it. You know, we, we started losing good players. And, uh, you know, you start losing Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year and this stuff, and, it, and, and you start teaching, and, and they peak, and then they leave you. And you, you say, well, you know, Cliff, you're no longer a teacher. You're a general manager. You're, you know, what's on the board? You're, you know, what's on the draft board here? So, yeah, it just wasn't me. Uh, that's just not the way that I've coached. And, and all the changes, the three-point shot, the shot clock, uh, recruiting, all that. But this one is one that I just I just am concerned about the game. I'm concerned about college athletics. And uh, something's got to change, period. Do so you think – do you think pe- people up the chain of command, and you were reaching out to uh, politicians, you were reaching out to Congress, you mentioned a legislator who was in the audience yeah. today. Uh, I mean, they got a lot of big fish to fry. Is there is there an opening there for them to uh, look at this and address it? Well, I think for us to check, we're in, as I said today, we're we're on an unsustainable path for intercollegiate athletics. Everybody loves college athletics. They love their team. They love the game. They love this. But I'm telling you, the response I get, fans are becoming less interested. Uh, The game is weakening. Uh, You know, kids are going – kids can be at two or three schools. Uh, It's just something has to be done. And – if Congress, because that's where you can get things done, and the NCAA and whomever doesn't come up with something, I think, this is my opinion, 
I think the game is going to be ruined. Uh, you know, certainly it'll stay there, but it's going to be it's going to be where people, <laughs> you know, will rather watch something else. I, mm-hmm. And I just I don't want to see that. You know, but and I'm for now listen, I, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm for players getting compensation. I I want to make sure that I you know that 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 is understood uh, with regards to this because. You know, they are the main faction uh, in, you know, the reason for all the success. When you, when you take the fact that, uh, you know, coaches are getting all the, you know, money that they get in university, the NCAA, uh, they're, they're benefiting from, from this economic success that's really been created by the players uh, that are doing so well, and they deserve something. But if we don't have a cap somewhere on all this, and there has to be transparency, nobody feel knows what anybody's doing. Nobody knows what X school is doing. And you know, it used to be a few years ago a university giving a T-shirt can invite an investigation. <laughs> I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. I was in my office at Clemson University. There was a lightning storm outside the school. My wife was there, and I had a young man who was a player, and there's no way I was, we were going to let him go. My wife gave him a ride three blocks to the dorm. The next page, in the char- next day in the Charleston Post and Courier, headlines, wife gives ride to a player. A few years ago, a university given a T-shirt could invite an investigation. Now, several million dollars would get you a quarterback. Come on. I mean, give me a break. Where are, I mean, these are horror stories. you got players that are transfer, transferring because they're told they're going to get a certain amount of cash. There's no signed agreement. Hey, we're going to give you $500,000. I know of a story where a kid – Got two hundred fifty thousand dollars for his first six months. And they tell me, and, and and he played, and he at the end of six months he played, and that was his last year. He was a grad transfer, and he wanted his other two hundred fifty thousand dollars. He said, "Well, we said five hundred thousand dollars for the year, but you only played six months." Now he's suing the university. These are horror stories. Come on, if we don't get something around this, it's going to ruin the game. So. Anyway, I'm going to spend the rest of, of this year and whatever time I have to help CCU move, maneuver it, you know, whatever. Clemson, I mean, I, I'm just, it's just something's got to be done, and I feel it's time that, you know, action take. And it, it's going to take Congress. You know, it's going to take the NCAA. It's going to take all who can influence the arena of college athletics to mend the damage created by the sudden and unfettered introduction of the transfer portal in NIL. Funding into college athletics. I mean, solutions have got to come up. And uh, even our state government, they jumped in. Case Britton, who was a legislator today, I told him, I said, even the state, we've got to jump in. Something's got to be done or this game's going to be ruined. And as I said, you don't know what X school is doing. Let's say Texas, you don't know how much – Nobody knows what the other guy's doing. There's, there's got to be some transparency, and, uh, and, and that, that, that's it. So, anyway. Well, let's spend a moment while we've got you reflecting on a fantastic career 
of over 900 wins, 46 seasons, I believe, over 900 wins total, uh, top 10 all-time NCAA Division I wins, over 800 wins there. You won a regular season championship in at all four of your schools that you coached at in Division One, You went to the tournament at all four schools. You were the number one seed when you were at Auburn. You won an ACC regular season championship at Clemson, which was unheard of at the time and still is pretty much, though they might do it this year. So when you reflect on your coaching career, what are you most proud of? Wow. Uh, all of it. Uh, I think – I, without question, winning an ACC championship at Clemson, nobody ever thought that was going to happen. I mean, my gosh. I mean, I, I had people tell me, don't you take that job. It's a death trap. And my gosh, but if you get Eldon Campbell and you get Dale Davis and you get people like Horace Grant, you get people like Sharon Wright and Chris Whitney, you're going to win some games. And we were able to do that. The same thing in Auburn. I like the fact that I pioneered the Sunbelt Conference even being started. I was one of, you know, a few people that started that league. And uh, it exists today because of several of us that got together and decided to put a conference together, and we were on a mission. Uh, I'm proud of the fact that, you know, I love the fact that Coastal Carolina, that we played Clemson twice and beat them. Auburn beat them because I coached at those schools. Mm-hmm. South Alabama and beat them. Go to West Virginia. <laughs> this is unbelievable now. Think of this. Bob Huggins, West Virginia. Pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty good, right? Set the record for most points scored. 109 points. <laughs> what, a few years? What, three or four years? You know, uh, LSU beat them twice. At Coastal Carolina? I love that. <laughs> but But I'm a builder. And this transfer portal NIL, you know, if you give me a shot at it, you may have the odds. But, you know, if you've got $2 million and i got zero, you know, I can't go to a sword fight with a butter knife. And we just don't have enough. We just don't have the money. <laughs> you know, we don't have the money. We don't yeah. have the money. You know, it's not Coastal Fall. It's not. I mean, it's just the way it is. And uh, so I'm just uh, – it's, it's just time – it's just time for me to reflect. Let's just see what develops here in time. I'm not going to ride off in the sunset and just go play golf and do all that. I'll figure something out. But, I'm, mm. you know, it's just it's just time here. Cliff Ellis announcing his retirement as head men's basketball coach at Coastal Carolina earlier today with us here tonight on Sports Talk. And, uh, Coach, somewhat of a similar question to what Phil asked you in terms of memories that you've been able to foster over your years in coaching. The last couple of weeks, I've noticed a lot of your colleagues coming up to you. As a matter of fact, we were doing a pregame interview when uh, Pat Kelsey came by and wanted to jump on and talk about the influence you have given to him. The other night, Greg Marshall came over to talk to you, and Gene Cady was, was at the press conference today. When you see your peers and colleagues in the coaching oh. profession come up to you, what, what sort of message does that send to you? Oh just how great the game has been and you know you can compete against these guys but there's such a bond and then when you have someone that gives you the respect and you give them the respect and it just connects it's just a beautiful thing I mean still today Coach K, Bobby Crimmins, Dave Odom, 
uh, Jim Laranaga, the guys from the old, we still connect. We talk. I mean, I talked to Mike this week. I talked to Bobby this week. They all checked. You know, all were checking on me, Tubby Smith calling because, you know, we all talk, and then and they knew what was coming. We all talk about it. How are you, how you doing? What you think? How you like in retirement? And I trust them. And just that bond, I will tell you, that bond during ACC days, oh, man, we battled unbelievable, unbelievable. But we all, when the season was over, we all would get together at the ACC meetings in Myrtle Beach. We'd go out. You know, we'd go out to dinner. There's one night that we all went out to 2001 in Myrtle Beach. And I'll just show you. And this was a long time ago. But Kremlin says, Ellis is singing tonight. And I said, no way, I'm not doing it. We had everybody but Dean there. We had everybody but Dean there. And I said, all right, there's only one way that we're going to do this. You know, we only one way. If I get up there, I'm not making a fool of myself by myself. You're going to get up there. Those got up guys got up there, and they were my background singing that. If you don't think that wasn't something, <laughs> Mike Krzyzewski, Jim, Jim Valvano, uh, you know, Gary Williams, Dave Odom, Terry Holland, uh, Pat Kennedy. Dean was the only guy that wasn't there. And I, <laughs> But you don't see that anymore. You don't see that anymore. You know, you just don't see it. And the trend, all those guys that you mentioned, they're just great friends and the camaraderie that is there. I just love it. And I've got the same in Big South. I just heard from Greg Nybert just a little bit a while ago, you know, mm. those days. And I've heard from all the Sunday, just amazing. And, and I'm glad that I made that impact. Certainly something was beneficial to them for them to reach out like that. And that, you know, if you, uh, you know, my trinity in life is three things, love, care, and serve. If you love and, and, and family, friends, you know, the game, if you care about your friends, family, game, if you serve your game, your family, what a great life. And that's what I've tried to live by. And I haven't lived it to the fullest, I can tell you. I mean, I've, I've had my I've had my weaknesses, but that that's been my trinity, and that's what I've tried to live by, and hopefully it's reflected on all the people that I've come by, and and uh, it's just been a great journey, and and you know it's time for next step. I'm not stopping. I can tell you that. Some I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen. <laughs> Let me ask you this: We got about thirty seconds, so do you sit in the stands next to your wife and watch her? With the officials? I will or? be up. No, 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 no. We will be up. My office looks down on the on the floor. I will be there. I'll have my phone with me. If the coaches, I will be at practice tomorrow. We'll not be running practice. I will be there. I want those players and coaches to know that I'm here. If you need me, call me. I'll be upstairs, but I'm not interfering. But don't you want to sit with the wife uh, and, and holler at the <laughs> officials? <laughs> God, she's something else. Now, oh, my Lord, I told her, I said, I'm trying to be nice to these guys. You're killing me. She's into hey, We got it. We, we have hit the top. You got to We congratulate yeah, yeah. you on everything. Thanks yeah, for being thanks, with coach. us. Let's, we'll be right back. Cliff Ellis.